Hey, folks, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett. That's right. That's J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. That's Double J, Jeff Jarrett, the world's greatest singer, the world's greatest entertainer, and now the world's greatest podcaster. Ha <laughs> ha. Just kidding. Hey, tune in, or you're listening to, or if you haven't subscribed, go right now and subscribe. SLTD Roundtable, the podcast. You got to tune in. These guys are great. They're greater than great, but they ain't as great as Double J. Ain't we great? Hi guys, welcome to another SLTV Wrestling Roundtable podcast. We are back for part two of our top 20 WWE women. Um, we, by all means, you should go back and listen to our 20 to 11. This is our top 10. Uh, so this is going to be, these are going to be the big names, I think. Um, I'm just going to throw it around the table really quick to everyone, so everyone can introduce themselves, and then we're going to get right into it. Uh, Adam, are you Okay. Yeah, mate. I think as um, Ty's just mentioned, um, whose face has disappeared on our screen, um, <laughs> is that this is, um, I think, the big names. This is the 10, I think, where everyone's going to go, yeah, yeah. Maybe not agree with where they are, but go, yeah, okay. Interesting. <laughs> um, Callum, are you okay? Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, quite a busy week. Ty and Adam may be able to see in the background I've been sorting out DVDs that I want to get rid of, uh, or family's DVDs that I want to get rid of. I've m- made, made the decision for themselves to say, uh, we don't need Stand By Me anymore, or I don't know, wh- whatever film there is behind me. Even Adam's now done a runner because I mentioned <laughs> Stand By Me. He's only I, Stand I, By Me. Why would you not need Stand By Me on DVD? I, I've watched it Oh, a couple okay. of times, so it's that the thing of not needing to watch it again. Um, oh. I really hope Adam's all right, because he's, he's the one that's got the list. Yeah, he's just bailed. Uh, it's very much like Survivor Series 20. I'm good, I'm back. Hey. So, do you want to, since you're back, do you want to um, run down our yeah. 11 to 11, uh, 20 to 11? And then... Yeah, can do. So, um, we had a joint 20 with Natalia and Michelle McCool. Yeah. Uh, we had Io Shirai at 18, Nikki Bella at 17, Victoria at 16, Shayna Baszler at 15, Rhea Ripley 14, Asuka at 13, and then a joint 11 with Paige and Ronda Rousey. Right. So yeah. we've just been having a little bit of a chat, as you've heard. Um, and you've said more than once that this is a controversial situation. So um, before we jump right in, do you want to just explain the the premise really quick? And then you can yeah, go so to 10. Basically, we, we used the WWE's list to come up with our top 20s. And the reason why it's a controversial thing in some parts are because typically what it looks like is that two people have agreed and one person hasn't. Um, And that's not the same person every time either. So it's interesting to see where things fall here. Um, Because there's definitely, for me, there's one person who you're both going to go, why is she so high? And there's one person for me that Ty, you have put way too high. Um, okay. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to that one. Have I stayed like pretty that. neutral then? 
Like, you are Callum, yeah. Is quite yeah. Easy, yeah. <laughs> I think, honestly, Callum, your top 10 looks more like our actual top 10. Oh, that's good. Um, good. That's yeah. So, our number 10. Tenth on Callum's list, third on Ty's list, not on my list, Charlotte Fleur. Oh my God, she's 10. I thought she'd be well higher. She's 10. Wow. See, see I, I, I had to have Charlotte on my list, more so to annoy Adam than anything else. But I didn't want to put her really high up because I knew that would also annoy Adam. Yeah. Um, but, but, but when doing the, the top 10, I thought, yes, in terms of achievements, she's had the most than anyone else, probably above her on, on our list and on WWE's list. But when you rank those achievements, they're not as great as other wrestlers. Like, she's had X how many title reigns, but at the same time, it means that she's lost the title X how many times as well. I, I mean, I, I don't remember, like, a defining run or reign of Charlotte. I more just remember the times when she's won the title and dropped it a few months later. Yeah. She's that person, if you were talking to somebody and you said, who's the women's champion now? You'd go, is it Charlotte? Yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, it's like she, she's got to be, she's got to be high because of just who mm. she is and the way they see her and just for the, the amount of accolades and mm. the fact that she is unfortunately one of the faces of the company. Uh, well, yeah, of the company. I was going to say the division, but yeah, probably the company as well. Um, like the amount of reigns didn't really like pop into my head because, um, yeah, it's just one of them where it's like she's just always about. She's always there. She's always doing something. Um, so to me, it's like you can't have a list of top ten and not have it on it. Um, is did you not put her on it purely because you dislike her or because you just like she doesn't deserve to be on it? I think what I need to do is kind of separate the two things. Yeah. Is that I think on paper and on by reigns and things like that, yes, yeah, she'll be up there. In terms of athletic prowess and skill, yes, she'd be up there. But I just fundamentally disagree with the way that WWE book her. And I think, to be fair, that's not a criticism on her. That's a criticism on WWE. Um, mm. In that I think that everyone talks about John Cena booking, the whole like, all Cena wins, all, all that kind of stuff. This is different. This isn't Charlotte getting John Cena booking. This is, for whatever reason, we think that she's the best. Mm. So we're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep having a win. We're going to keep making these, you know, difficult, not necessarily difficult decisions, but these daft decisions where we're going to have people come up who could really do with her putting them over, and that doesn't happen. Like Rhea Ripley last year at WrestleMania. Rhea should have won that match and would be in an altogether better position now if she did. And for whatever reason, they didn't. And through, and again, it's all hearsay. I don't know any of this. You know, I'm sat in my spur bedroom in Oldham talking about this. I don't know what's happening backstage at Raw or whatever, but all the politics that seems to be happening at the minute where I get the feeling, again, just pure speculation, that she's the kind of person who would argue the toss about the position that she's put in. And 
if she didn't agree with something, she would let it known that she doesn't agree with it. And I think she has a certain rub and pull backstage that would mean that decisions change and things change. And there's yeah. just something about her that I don't agree with. But then that's just the gimmick that you're seeing, I guess. Because you do you be think like, though? A little bit. Like, like don't get me yeah. wrong, I I wasn't too sure about the whole um like altercation and like dislike and stuff, but I seen on Twitter like um Becky's recently done an interview saying that they're not friends and that she doesn't trust her and um they don't talk anymore and stuff like that, which is a bit shocking. But I tweeted to be like, do you think the narrative is just being built that that Charlotte just doesn't want to be there? Like I think I think Charlotte's at this point where she's kind of she's done everything that she's gonna do or needs to do in WWE. So maybe it is time to go somewhere else. Maybe it is time to um like see other pastures. Do you know what I mean? It's like there isn't anything else for her to really do in the sense of like she hasn't got a bucket list of things that she's like um that she's sort of oh no I want to do this before I retire or maybe she should go to a AEW maybe she should like I don't know I'm just all I'm saying I, is, I don't think she fits in in AEW no I don't either but I think she thinks she does I think she thinks she's yeah. the greatest women's wrestler ever and about the title reigns don't get me wrong there's been a lot of them but at the same time the person who carries the most title reigns is a dad and his 17 title reigns didn't even last a full show. And they still talk about it like he's had the title 17 times. No, no. And then it's that thing of like, clearly you're trying to do that with her. You're trying to get her to that number. Yeah, yeah. And I get that. But it's like, it's just, a. I don't know. Like, I think she's a, a, a victim of booking and a victim of people telling her for the last X amount of years that she's the greatest thing since Ric Flair. And I believe in it, basically. And I think okay. that's the situation. And I think she is at the point where... Oh, I lost count. I think she's at the point where she doesn't necessarily... She thinks she doesn't need WWE. But yeah, we will see what happens when or if Cause, she does. Because I do think, like, I get the AEW question... I don't think that's happening. If they are building a narrative and creating a narrative of her not wanting to be there, then I'm buying into that because I yeah. get the feeling that she doesn't want to be. Um, and I think that is just because, and you know, I think we'd both be the same. If we'd worked with our partner and we'd worked with our dad and all of a sudden those people are gone, mm. then we'd be like, well, we don't want to be here either, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and as yeah. you said before, WWE is just a place to wrestle. Well, it is. And I think that's what people need to understand. Yeah. It's one of them situations where it's. I get what you're saying, and I understand where you're coming from. Um, to say, like she, she maybe doesn't deserve to be on the, on the top ten. But at the same yeah. time, as you've said, you can't deny what she's done. You can't deny mm-hmm. who she is. So, she she deserves to be somewhere purely because of the the longevity of her being on top, I yeah. would say. So, um, but yeah, there you go. Well, so. um, we have lost count, but we'll go into nine 
because I think right. he'll be back in time to catch the end of nine. Yeah. Um, so our number nine is Mickey James. Right. So she was fifth on my list, tenth on yours, and eleventh on Callum's. Um, I think I'd put her quite high because again, around about that time of like women changing the way that even WWE and WWE audiences viewed women's wrestling. I always yeah. think back to Mickey and Trish at WrestleMania 22. And I think of, again, that being a really, really good match and Mickey yeah. being this kind of next, sort of gener- next generation, I suppose. And then unfortunately her being lost in the shuffle of all that diva stuff and, you know, and she did have that sort of time period where, again, being a victim of booking, she was dealt the hand of like, oh, they're going to call you Piggy James and they're going to, you know, they're going to do this and all that kind of stuff. But there's a reason why when Asuka needed somebody to face in Toronto, Mickey James's phone rang Mm. because she's legit, you know, and she's proved that with her latest WWE run as well. Um, Even in um, Impact, she's like... Yeah, is she the current... Champion, yeah, she yeah. beat Diana Prazo. Yeah, yeah, she beat her at Bound for Glory. The match was boss as well. Like, mm. she's still, she still got it. Like, there's no two ways about it. I think it's one of them things where she, um, she's one of them like talents that kind of never, never drops in how good she is. I think, and I think that's the thing about it is that you kind of like. It doesn't matter if she's in the title picture or she's in a weird feud or she's in a tag team or whatever it may be. She's always she's always good. She's a good mm-hmm. hand, you know what I mean? And she's she can kind of be everywhere and nowhere, and she can like slip in and slip out and do what she needs to do. And I think to have her on your roster is a better thing than having her on anybody else's roster. I yeah. would say. She's that type of talent where age doesn't seem to have slowed her down. Not that she's particularly old, but mm-hmm. she must be on the other side of like what she hasn't got as many years left as she did have when she was 20, obviously. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think she's lost anything because that match at Banford Glory was so good. Um, but then, yeah, I. I'm shocked she was released, but then at the same time, she wasn't doing anything. So, I mean, mean, I think very similar to someone like Natty, in that I can imagine um, her being like a coach or a producer, maybe not with WWE, because unfortunately, I think that relationship has soured um, because of the way the WWE treated her. Um, And rightfully so, that she's, you know, soured it, you know, um, because no one deserves to be treated like that. But I think. In impact, you know, you know, they'll need a coach for women's wrestlers and things like that. Um, maybe even in AEW at some point. Yeah. But well, that's yeah, what think... uh, Gail Kim does, isn't it? Oh, is Gail it? Kim, yeah, Gail Kim's a producer in um, in Impact. All right, um, okay. She produces all the all the women's stuff. Yeah, I can see did. it going that way. Yeah, so I would say so. But even the fact that she like when she left WWE or she was released or whatever it is, even at that point when she she went to uh, NWA and um, was like, let's put together this empowered um, pay-per-view um, to be like, all the women are getting a show type thing. Mm-hmm. And 
that was like a huge success, and she produced the whole thing basically. Right. It was a, it was an idea. It was a like she was she put it all together. She was like apparently she was like booking talent and everything. She was doing all sorts to do with it, and it was a success. Do you know what I mean? There's no mm. no two ways about it. So um, to do that and then to go to um, Impact and it's like it's one of them where more so than ever being released from WWE is not the end of the world. Like, if you're willing to hustle, like, if you're willing to go back to that and certain people have hustled, like, very well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think I think Cody Rhodes is at the top of that list, but these other people who've hustled and built a, 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 a like, a carved themselves out a little bit of what's important and yeah. what they need to do to keep this being a, an income. And she's one of them. Zach Ryder being another one. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, all power to her. Like, I think she's great. So, Mickey James is our number nine. Our number eight was, and again, I feel like this is controversial now, was number 14 on my list. Wasn't originally on my list. Was eight on Callum's and two on Ty's. China. Really? That's, that's insane. Well, the you reason why can... I didn't put I, I didn't put her on my list because we've had this discussion a lot on this podcast that China was more like I'm fighting the men rather than the women, so I think that kind of like impaired my opinion of her on this list as being, you know, like obviously she's a women's wrestler, mm-hmm. but I was more like she should be on the men's list rather than the women's list. But, she's but then that's. Isn't she? No, no, that's that's the thing. That that's where I was kind of like, nah, you've been a bit unfair here, Adam. Because mm-hmm. like when I was kind of looking back over it, I thought, well, of course she's a women's wrestler. She's a former women's champion. She wanted to fight the men, which is kind of why I think my brain kind of did that sort of separation thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought, well, no, she is instantly no, she's one of the, again the best women's wrestlers. I've only got her as fourteen because for me, I feel like her run in the women's division to still have that caveat was rather short and that she was doing a yeah. lot of other stuff prior to that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I put her down at eight because I thought I couldn't really have a list without her on considering the impact that she made in her time and somewhat the impact is still being felt now, 20 plus years later. Um, I always think... Obviously, there's that heat somewhat between China and the McMahon family. And perhaps now that she's sadly passed away, that has kind of obviously gone away as well with her. So WWE may recognise her more now than they would have done 10, <clears throat> 10 or so years ago. Um, but because I didn't really watch many of China's matches, I couldn't put her up any higher in this list, but I had to keep her in the top 10 because of the impact that she had while she was there and the fact that it's still being felt 20 years later. Mm. I think that's the thing. Like, I put up, to be honest with you, there was a point where she was number one for me um, because I was like, well, she's sort of done, she's done the most. She's broke into that sort of, she, isn't, she wasn't looked at as a women's wrestler. 
like she went after men's titles, which I think is like if you if you think and you look at it like the likes of Charlotte, if she got asked, she'd be like, Yeah, I definitely want to win the Intercontinental title. Do you know what I mean? Because that's kind of it's just it's just different. The only thing I kind of dropped it down and then put it back up again was because I was like, well, although she's done a lot and she broke boundaries and glass ceilings or whatever it was you want to put it, I think the difference is is that she did it, but it didn't it didn't like bring out this whole intergender wrestling thing in WWE. She was kind of like an anomaly on her own. She was she did it because of the way she was and who she was and all these other things that it made sense, but it didn't bring on a whole whole bunch of women fighting for men's titles. Do you know what I mean? So I was kind of like, I still want to really high because when we decided to do this list, the first person I thought of was China because I was like, she's, she's the most, whatever way you want to put it, she's essentially one of the most decorated women in WWE, do you know what I mean? Like at that time, winning an intercontinental title is head and shoulders above any women's title reign. Like, I'm sorry, but it is. Maybe not now. Do you know what I mean? Maybe not if she was around now and she she was doing what she was doing. I, I don't think she'd even move into the men's. Um, think I think she'd be like a dominant women's champion, but. Back then, the women's title didn't really mean very much, and the Intercontinental title did. So it's one of them where it's like, well, it's sort of a trade-off that she won essentially a more important and more prestigious title twice. And she was number one contender for the, the WWE title. Like, it's one of them where I just thought this is kind of a no-brainer for me to put it in. in... Did she have a match for the title? Uh, no, she... Um... She became number one contender, I think, before a SummerSlam. And then um, something got changed and it ended up being um, she had to defend the number one title, number one contender's title to Triple H. Apparently, right. if you read 10 interesting facts about Survivor Series on sltdpressing.com, <laughs> um, apparently, um, there was a few higher ups, and Austin was kind of like, "I don't want to fight a woman with my style, like with my style of wrestling, it wouldn't work. Okay. Like it just looked like I'm just beating up a woman, and I don't like that. Um, like stomping a mud hole and all that. And like, yeah, he's more bro style than like, yeah, like he's if not. If you look at really, someone like Triple H, yeah, Triple H not, can get away with a couple of scoop slams and spine busters and things like that. Yeah, but, stuff like yeah. that. And yeah, so although like it kind of was a bit like, well, change it up. Like this is what's happening. I can kind of see where he's coming from. Um, and a few higher ups were kind of like, um, it won't be, it won't be good to have a woman, have a woman, um, as champ. It'll be like it'll dilute the the title and all stuff like that. So, um. But who that was and whether that actually happened at all, you've got to take it with a pinch of salt, haven't you? But um, I can understand where that mindset will come from, especially from like old school people. Do you know what I mean? But um, but yeah, she was. There was one point, one week, I suppose, where she was a number one contender 
for the Austin's title. So, because it's interesting to think of, do you reckon we'd ever get a female like Intercontinental United States champion again? And I don't think we would do, um, because I feel like we're at a point with the women's division where it is where it needs to be. Um, but to to borrow an idea from someone else, Tom Campbell from Cultaholic this week was talking about six ways to make Survivor Series more interesting. And one of the ways that he said was, if you're going to have brand supremacy, just stick all of the champions from each brand in the same five-person Survivor Series match. Because if you were to do that at that point, you could have a face-off between Becky Lynch and Roman Reigns. Yeah, you've got one of them saying that they're the man. You've got the other one saying that they're the head of the table. Mm. You know, you could have someone like Orton, RKO, and Charlotte or something. Hey, yeah. anyway. Orton, mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. RKO, uh, anyone? He's not asked. Oh, yeah, he RKO ignited, didn't he? Well, yeah. Stacey Keebler. Yeah. yeah. Um, he wanted a punk kick, Stephanie. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, he did. I he did. Yeah. Yeah, no, he did. I feel like he actually RKO'd either Moore or me. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> After he yeah, watched possibly. No Mercy 1999. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, he did. He did punk kick um, Steph because that's when it was like it became a thing that Steph and Triple H were together. Yeah. If you remember, mm. that was the, uh, the worst kept secret in wrestling. It was officially Yeah. Never <laughs> an uh, announcement to make. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you got punk kicked and he was the first person to run down and was like... So... Um, I always like on. it when they try and inject a little bit of realism like that. Like when um, yeah. McMahon did the Million Dollar Mania and the stage yeah. fell on him. And he's yeah. on the stretcher. Triple H is there and he's going, Paul! Paul! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's always good. I like I like reality in wrestling. It's nice. No, I mean it's a good sound. Um, you know, not, not yeah. that we've not done a podcast on that. <laughs> no, we should. There you uh, go. We should definitely do a podcast one. on that. Yeah, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, right. So China was our number eight. Our number seven. I think this is another slightly controversial one from Ty's perspective. Um, it was. Uh, she was seven on Callum's list, four on mine, 12 on Ty's, Beth Phoenix. Mm, yeah. Well, uh, for 12, though, four on mine, 12 on yours. I don't know if... Yeah, I suppose 12 is a bit mean, to be honest. But I, mean, um, I don't know. It's just like, when I think of, like, great women's champions, I don't really think of... Beth Phoenix. I don't know why. I mean, clearly because I put Michelle McCool above her. So, do you think? Do you think it's more to do with the era that Beth was competing in? So, like, she had people like Candice, Michelle, Eve Torres, you know, Maria. All, all of that era against Beth was very dominant in Beth's favor. And then when Beth retired, it still didn't really improve when Beth left. But when you look at the era that that there is now like the Charlottes, the Beckys, the Baileys and the Sashes. Mm. When Beth mixed up with them in like the Rumble two years ago, she didn't look at all a step step behind any of them. It's more yeah, to do with true, yeah. that that aspect of it. She was mm. a bit ahead of the time, weren't she? Yeah, she was. Of it. 
that yeah. even at WrestleMania, because she teamed with Natty, didn't she, at the, mm. the Mania 35 in New York? Yeah. Um, yes. And again, she fit in really well there, where, you know, at that point, she's already a Hall of Famer, youngest yeah. Hall of Famer, yeah. beat her husband to the record. Um, <laughs> and mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I think for me, like with her being at number four, again, I think it is the idea of, of course, she was going to be champion during the time that she was wrestling through. Because, again, as Callum said, the kind of competition that she had, it was quite a few and far between. I think she yeah. dropped the title a couple of times to Candice Michelle and Eve Torres just because, again, they were the, they were the next people in line. But she'd always win it back. Yeah. Um, and I, I do think um, with the style that she has, you know, obviously comparisons can be made to China. You know, yeah. Natty would then get the Beth Phoenix comparisons and things like that. But I, I reckon, and as she's proved, she could still go now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's about with her as soon as she went into the rumble, because she went into the rumble a few, like, well, it was a good few years ago, wasn't it? I think as soon as that happened, it was like, oh yeah, we're looking at her like she's China, like we're yeah. looking at her like she's yeah. when she went into the men's rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. um, she's in the same type of like, not the same category, but it's like you're automatically gonna be. Like mm. uh, compared to her, compared to China, straight yeah. away because she was the next person to do it. Do you know what I mean? And then Naya did it, so it's like, oh, actually, and uh, and Karma did it as well, didn't she? Yes, Karma did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, would have been good to see Karma like actually mm. have a proper mm. run. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, she was kind of there for a cup of coffee and and a. Uh, <laughs> She got, did she get pregnant and then she got pregnant, yeah. Um, and then I think she got injured after the second time. Did she? Yeah. Yeah. So shame. Um, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. right. Impact we Wrestling Hall of Famer. She is. Yes, she is. She's indeed. Yeah. Um, we don't have a number six. We have a joint oh, number five. Oh wait. Um, now the first one. Fine. The second, the second one, you two have got some explaining to do. Um, right. So, is it Miss Elizabeth? Tell me. No, oh. she's not crept back up again. Oh, um, although <laughs> last week, as I said, Ty, um, I had a look in Smiths for a Nikki Ash figure. They didn't have any, but they, they didn't have exist. any. They didn't have any Miss Elizabeth either. Didn't so, they? Oh, Miss no. Elizabeth's everywhere. They had an awful lot of Roddies and Kyles. I almost got a Kyle to go with my Roddy, but you know, yeah. <laughs> So the first joint <clears throat> fifth was 11 on my list, six on Ty's list, four on Callum's list, AJ Lee. Okay. Now, I put her as 11 because I feel like, again, similar to Beth, she mm. was the pinnacle of a division at the time that wasn't really competitive. And We've had this discussion before, Ty, and I know you feel this way. Is it that AJ was just the best of a bad bunch at that time? Or could she actually hang with the women that we have now? And I think by the fact that she's number six on yours, you're probably thinking more to do with, yes, she can hang with the women that we've got now. Um, um, go on, yeah. No, I was, um, oh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, I do. I think she can because she had... I think just from the matches she has with Paige, I think she could she could go. 
like she should still go now. I think she could have competitive mm. matches with with everyone that is on the roster now. And um, it's a shame she's not. I'll be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I think I think Paige can can hang with them all, as you say. Um, and she can hang with Paige. So by definition, I would say yeah. What I like, I think she's one of them people who's like she's sort of. There's going to be a lot of these. Um, or we've already mentioned a lot of these, I should say, but it's kind of like the better than the era, I think. Um, it's one of them situations where you've kind of got to take that person out of what the what the climate was when they were in the ring and doing their thing and think, okay, were they better than the crop of talent that was there just to be there? Was they were brought in because they look nice and then um, WWE decided, oh, actually, we want everyone wrestling. So you've got the likes of people like like Kelly Kelly or even a Stacey Keebler or a Tory Wilson who never really looked at the business as, I want to get into wrestling. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think AJ is definitely that. I think she, I think she kind of ushered in the women's revolution before yeah. she even knew she was ushering in the women's revolution. Like, I So, again, she... are we talking about someone who's ahead of the time again? <clears throat> yeah, I do. I genuinely do. I think if she... She kind of, like, made people think, oh, actually, Brazil, people can actually have a, a wrestling match. And then, obviously, she left. Hmm. When she left, and uh, the way it pans out, it pans out. But I think she... She was dead. Well, at least I will put it this way. At least for me, she was the person who kind of stopped the the idea of a divas match being quote unquote a piss break. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I think that that's where you've got to look at it and think, wow, I'm actually sitting here watching and enjoying a competitive women's match before he even realised that that was a thing you could do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And then, obviously, she left, and now it's just a given that the women's match is going to be just as good as a men's match. But it wasn't back then. So, yeah, I think she's got to be pretty high up on the list. Um, she's the person I associate with the Divas title. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, Nikki Bella is, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> at least being calm on the same page. Yeah, I mean, I look I look at AJ more outside of the wrestling aspect of it and, like, the development of her character out of the ring. Like, she obviously came through NXT, I think the series that you may have been at, Adam, that you watched. Yeah. And she, she kind of, after that, she kind of, I believe she hooked up with Daniel Bryan. So you had that, that storyline that was quite monumental in the early 2012 with him losing to Sheamus and then her becoming Raw GM and doing a good job as Raw GM. And like the whole marriage angle with Brian was quite fun. And then she kind of had, I hate to call it relationships, but it kind of was with Kane, Cena, uh, Punk and Brian. And then she moved on to, to form the partnership with Ziggler, which I thought was gold for that, that yeah. period and that time. So Ziggler, Big E and AJ were kind of dominating, you know, Raw at that time. And it just all seemed to click. And like in like the first probably like year and a half of her being on the main roster, she barely wrestled. And then all of a sudden, like outside of when her and Ziggler broke up, that's when she turned into a wrestler, basically. So she'd already 
grown herself as a character and being able to cut a promo. And then she jumped to the wrestling aspect of it. And she seemed to dominate that as well. And I go back to that promo that she cut in 2014. That was her very own pipe bomb. And Mm -hmm. it kind of showed the level where she was at compared to the level where everyone else was at at the time. And I feel bad because same sort of situation as Paige, um, as we mentioned on on, uh, episode one, that Paige's retirement came at the wrong point for her because she could have so easily been tearing it up with all of the wrestlers that are around now. And AJ's in a similar boat, really, where if she'd stuck around in 2015, she would have she would have had Sasha, Charlotte, Becky and Bailey to be working over the next few years. And she's kind of just, again, the, the wrong person at the wrong time, because if she was a few years younger, then she'd be around now and, you know, be getting classic matches. And she probably won't be any higher up in my list, but she may have been higher up on our overall list. Mm. Yeah. I think she's one of them people who, like, she could have a good match with anyone. Yeah. Like, yeah. she could have, she kind of had, and she had a, like, a legitimate, like, skill set and a, a legitimate, like, um, like, moves that she did. She had, like, to get her stuff in. I don't think at the time there was many women who had, like, the five or six moves that they did. That was their move. It was just kind of like they did the five or six moves you do when you learn to wrestle, like, mm. a clothesline, a crossbody. This bulldog, <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think anybody adds any more than that, except AJ. AJ adds and Paige as well. Add, um, that's what they did, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, man. love AJ. So, uh, uh, additional fifth place, which I am not happy about, was number one on my list. So, this is the first number one that we've got. Yeah. Oh no. Sixth on Callum's, 14th on Ty's, Lita. How is Lita your number 14? Um, um, yeah. Um, um, <laughs> just this. Um, Lita? Yeah. You mad? Um, was she number, your number one? She's my number one. Lita is number my favourite women's wrestler of all it, time. It, it's the Hardy's link, isn't it? Team yeah. Extreme. Yeah, that's it. That was my impressionable phase where I love them as a tag team. Stick a women on there. There's my fantasy woman. Wow. <laughs> it's basically what happened. And she was a good wrestler to boot. No. She was a, I mean, I made a comment the other day. Ruby. Ruby being Ruby, right? My daughter. When she pulls her pants up, sometimes she doesn't quite grab everything at the same time. So she was walking around with her knickers hanging out the top of her jeans. And I was like, what are you doing? You look like Lita. What's happening? <laughs> but seriously, though, like for me, she started out as a valet with the Hardys. She could prove that she could go with the Hardys. And, Didn't you know, was... She started yeah, off she... as a valet for S.A. Rios. Well, I forget S.A. Rios. Like, come on, Mr. Aguera. Like, whatever. I'm just saying... If right. you know, if you're a, such a fan, you should know where. Oh, here we go. Here we go. If I'm <laughs> such a fan, right? So, Callum, when I do Lita for my celebrity mastermind, celebrity mastermind, <laughs> what am I on about? <laughs> anyway, the um, man. When she started wrestling, you know, quite often, and you know, you'd have these six-man tag team matches with Trish Stratus and stuff like that. Yeah. And then becoming women's champion, kind of swapping the title a lot, you know, um, but. As I've said on these podcasts before, 
this year I decided every week to tweet out a match, one of my favourite matches. So 52 matches over a year. And one that I've done recently is Lita versus Trish from the main event of Raw from 2003. First time ever that a woman's match and main event in a Raw because it's an absolute banger of a match. And that was Lita coming back from a successful neck surgery, having a fantastic run then with the title. I think towards the end of her career, it kind of got a little bit hampered with things like um, the whole Snitsky Kane storyline that happened. But Lita as a heel teamed with Edge. Like, that was like shit art. That was some of the best work that she'd ever done. And then... Did she wear really thir- wrestling then? Like, she was... Kind right, of no, just- but but again, she wasn't really <clears throat> wrestling. And if you go to AJ Lee, how much time did AJ Lee actually spend wrestling? Exactly, yeah. True, okay. So, but then... As a 31-year-old man now, fantasising about a woman that I if, if I fancied when I was 15, watching The Untold about the WrestleMania 22 match and seeing the stuff that Lita used to wear, Jesus Christ, right? <laughs> I, I needed a cup of water after that. I'll tell you that much. Shaboykel. Shaboykel. But no, she's great, I... and that's why she's my number one, but I don't know why she's your 14. I don't know. To be honest, right, we talked about this before we did this, and I was like, you're not going to like where I put Lita, because she started out in, like, me top ten. I think she started out about eighth, and then every woman I kind of thought of, I was like, hmm. Oh, it's Michelle McCool. They, they could probably go above. They where, go was, above. where was McCool? 11! <laughs> Michelle McCool was 11! <laughs> Are you mad? I just like Michelle McCool, all right? You know what I mean? I, I agree with the Undertaker. Where's Sorry. your Shabiko? <laughs> what the hell? Imagine agreeing with the Undertaker. Hey, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but well, that's yeah. like you like having an interview and going, I think Rach is really good at her job. <laughs> like, of course <laughs> you're gonna say that. <laughs> I never say Rach is good at her job, ever. <laughs> I'll be honest. Ask her, she ne- uh, she's not. Nah, she is good at her job, I just never say it. Um <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I just don't really feel like... I think she's kind of overshadowed by Trish, and I know that's a bit of a cop-out, but I do, when I think of then. But then that's yeah. why you go Trish number one, Lita number two at least, so yeah, I can I have that little... Yeah. I don't you know, know, like the way that my list went. Yeah. Why was <laughs> Trish... Your, I don't want to know who your number two was. Yet. Well... Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's one of them I'm where... I'm going to stop talking. Yeah, she just... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was the way she went out, um, where she like retired and crime time with rooting through a bag and all stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe it was just she just got, I just got forgotten about. It's just I don't really see it as like oh my god, this amazingly dominant, fantastic. Um, I mean, the stuff with Edge, I'll give you that. That um, yeah, she was. She was magic. And the stuff with the Hardys was pretty good because um, it really made that team stand out. But, <clears throat> yeah, I'm sorry. All I can do is apologise to you personally. Thank you. She, she should I, be higher. I think I think my cop-out can be my age for this one. I, I can I can play <laughs> play the 23-year-old card here and say that if I was, you know, same age as you, Adam, or, or same age as Ty, Lita maybe ranked higher up on my list, but I'm not, so. I can agree with yours more as I'm reading yours because I, I'm looking now at where you're one, two, three, four, five. Like, Lita was six on yours. So, to me, it makes sense. So, Calm, you get a pass. Ty hey. does not. 
Sorry, Jake. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I've all had right. the teams out. Yeah, I'll just shut down the whole place, all right? I'll just... Yeah. Well, I'll turn the lights this off. is where it gets interesting now. Because our number four is Tristratus. Oh. Hey, my ranking system almost worked. So, <laughs> she was number two on my list. She was number five on Callum's. Surprisingly, she was number eight on Ty's. Because oh, I no, thought you would have had Trish much higher than that. Mm. So what what went into that decision? Mm. Um, I always thought she was your favourite women's wrestler. Um, yeah, she is up there. But as I've said in the past, I don't play favourites when I do this. <laughs> All right, I'm very I'm very corporate. This is why this works because Callum brings the youth. And he's oh, like, right. I don't I don't remember a May Young match. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then you Adam, you bring the uh, the heart and the soul. You know what I mean? And you're like, no, I love Lisa so much. Oh, I love her so <laughs> much. Yeah. Doesn't matter that she was a shit wrestler. Oh, I love her. She was not shit. <laughs> Get off yourself, man. And um so I'm 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 putting it on SLTD's Twitter and Lee Tramashama cool. You'll see who gets those votes. <laughs> Okay, um, tag the undertaker for me. All right, I will. Uh, and then I do. Um, I'll tag my Adi and CM Punk as well. Anyway, yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's a long list of people that you. And you know what? It doesn't matter. <gasps> um, I not have this slander. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I uh, yeah. So Callum brings the youth and the uh, the excitement, and you know, you bring the heart, and I am quite corporate, and I'm like, look, let's look at this as a business. And as who is the best, not who's my favorite. Because we've mm. talked about this. If we did the top 20 men, right? No one used to put Billy Gunn in there and I'd put him as number uh, one. No, I wouldn't. No, exactly. I wouldn't. So here we are. You know what I mean? No so, offense to Billy Gunn, but I wouldn't. There you go. He's fighting Darby Allen this week. Um <laughs> on Dynamite. Yeah. That's how good he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Darby Allen on Dynamite. Anyway, um, so yeah, like that's the thing is that it's like I'm very like, okay, who deserves to be here? Who deserves to be there? Who does this? Who does that? So that's why Trish probably was higher and got bumped down because certain people deserve to be higher because they've done more or they've made more of an impact or whatever that may be. But yeah, she is up there as one of my favourite women's wrestlers. I think it's one of them where... Trish wasn't Trish wasn't necessarily better than an era, but she worked harder than she needed to. And she transcended the idea of a diva is just a cover girl. You know what I mean? And they can't wrestle. Um and she really put everything into becoming a wrestler, and that's what she did. Whereas a lot of other people didn't. So um yeah, I think that the idea of that Anna being like the champ and a dominant champ and still somehow being the underdog is always something that interests me. Like she was very good at what she did. And then that that little time when she was with Christian and, and turned heel, I quite like mm-hmm. that too. That was good. So um yeah. Number two, Sean yours. She was number two on mine, yeah. Because again, I completely agree with you. The, the idea of WWE at the time were hiring models and were basically looking for eye candy in that kind of shadow of the attitude era where 
They still wanted the teen audience. They still wanted, you know, men to basically ogle at the end of the day. Um, but then something just clicked with Trish and she was like, actually, I'm going to try and be good at this job rather than just, you know, pass- passively take my paycheck. And I think the big turning point for Trish or like a match that always kind of reminds me of her really taking things seriously was the triple threat at Mania 19 with Jazz and Victoria. Yes. Um, where it was like, you know, uh, Trish had lost the title to Victoria. Um, and again, this rivalry was kind of like swinging around a little bit. And that was really Trish's, I'm a wrestler and I'm good at this kind of coming out party. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and then from the like the year after Mania, that was the the Chris Jericho Christian thing. So again, character work really building onto that. Um, and yeah, I think that when it came for her to retire, again round round about the same time as Lita, um, it was quite a sad sad time, you know. And she went out on top, and you know she kind of she put Mickey James over on the way out, and that match was boss as well. That was such a yeah, good match. Yeah, yeah, it was. And then. Yeah. Even when she's come back, even when she's done little things every now and again, I mean, when no, when no one really talks about the Snooky at WrestleMania 27 match, but Trish <laughs> showed that she's still got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. again, not to again sound like an ogling man, she looks phenomenal. She does these days. Yeah. Yeah. That's a stratosphere, isn't it? Yeah. That's a yoga thing, stratosphere. Should get into yoga. Can we get a DDP yoga sponsorship and we can all just do DDP yoga? Let's do it. I've actually got um, DDP yoga. One of my mates like signed up to DDP yoga and got like the DVDs and the really like the plan and all stuff like that and then just didn't like it. Um, Oh, so I've actually got the original DDP yoga. It was years ago, but I've got the original DDP yoga like DVDs that he like sent out. I don't think he does that now. I think it's all digital. That's how old it is. Uh, And it's completely changed. But, um, yeah, my mate was just like, this isn't for me. Like, this isn't... I thought it was. He spent like 85 quid on it or something. Jeez. I'd give it a go. Been down with dog, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Got a Hulk up and all stuff like that, he does. Hulks up and, Uh, and like, drops the diamonds and all that. All that stuff. (laughs) Like you're wading through mud. I mean, it's it is it is good if you take your time and like do it. But as I say, my mate was just like, "This isn't. I, I don't yeah. want this." And he was like, "Do you want it? Because it's just gonna sit there." And I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And then it just sat there. I didn't do it. <laughs> so, but yeah, send it to you if you want. I, I might take you up on that if I'm honest. Yeah, give you a little go. Um, but yeah. Tom, do you want to add anything about Trish before we uh, <laughs> yoga? Before we stop talking so, about DDP so, and move on. Yeah. Um, really, I, I put Trish in the same bracket as Lita, same sort of time period of when they retired. Also the same sort of time period to where I got into wrestling probably about 12 months too late to really appreciate both Trish and Lita. But because Trish has made more appearances since her retirement. That's how I put Trish ahead. And, you know, as much as you're not a Charlotte fan, I thought the match that she had against Charlotte at SummerSlam 2018 was evident that she could still go. And it makes me think of, like, same as it did with Paige, same as it did with AJ Lee, of if the women's division was treated a bit more seriously, if there was a bit more talent in Trish's time, then she could, again, be higher up on my list. 
Yes, yeah. I think that's kind of that's exactly what the issue is. I think is that it's like it's the time period and the sort yeah. of. I think it's so in a weird kind of way as well. It's the treatment of the idea of that, like of them women, and it's sort of they're just not. Now it's like that they're a featured part of the show. Mm. Like I don't think they were well, they weren't then. Do you know what I mean? And I think mm. that's what's like difficult in a thing like this, which makes it interesting. Yeah, but it's difficult to look at like Sish and Lisa the same way you look at. Charlotte and Becky, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think, which, uh, what I say is, it makes it. I, I think I think it's going to show in our top three. Well, yeah, yeah, because it's clear where we're kind of heading towards. Mm. So, um, yeah, we'll see what everyone has to say. But yeah, yeah. Okay, so our number three, my number seven, Ty's number four, Helm's number two. Bailey. Oh, so close. I I think Bailey, to be honest, is the best character work at the minute. Um, I think her in NXT is a face. Like, perfect, proper baby face. Everyone can get behind her. Took on a vicious streak when she needed to. The match against Sasha at Brooklyn, like, my God. That again was one of the moments where I was like, "Wow, this this is getting better." You know, this mm. women's wrestling yeah. lark is is getting a lot better than it used to be, and thank God for these lot in NXT. Yeah. Um, and then I, was like, when... I haven't seen a match like that since uh, No Mercy, nineteen ninety nine. Jesus, <laughs> so I mean that reverse <laughs> rhyme off the top rope. I was like, oh God, I've not seen that since Moolah, ninety nine. Um, but when it when it came to them pulling the trigger on the heel turn, I was a bit worried because I thought, is this really going to work? And then the fact that she's embraced this kind of cultural phenomenon of the Karen as her <laughs> heel sort of persona is just amazing. Um, I loved the turn and the way that they executed it. The whole kind of like, um, she's come out with a slightly new haircut, but then you know she literally kills a wacky waving inflatable arm yeah. tube man. Um, <laughs> and I just think as well, she's generally just one of the best female wrestlers. Um, she is only seven for me because, admittedly, like if I look at the people that I've put above her, like someone like Mickey James, you know, Beth Phoenix, I think have done more with what they were given. Um, I think Bailey was really hitting her stride as a heel and then unfortunately got injured because it'd be interesting to see where she'd be in the mix now. Um, but obviously, you know, she's going to come back soon anyway, so we're going to see that anyway. Um, so when is she due back? I don't know. I'll give it a quick Google. It's soon. It is soon, I think. I was going to say, she's, she's my pick for a match that's happening in around two months' time as we record this. Oh! Booker Callum. Hmm. Two months time, I wonder what that could be. Day one. Um, I was gonna say by the time that this gets released, it'll be like the, the woman's battle royal at WrestleMania. Well, it was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, we can. Um yeah, I think it's it's she is one of them like she is a proper talent, I think. And I think more so than anything else, she kind of she gets you to care 
Yeah. Which is something that's really important and it's like really hard to do. Um, and I think she does it really well. So, um, yeah, I think she deserves to be. What number is she? On the She's number three. Three on our list. Oh, on WWE's list, she was 10. See, that's. I'm not that bad. 10. No. But she is, isn't it? Mm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think she, she deserves like. She, she desperately needed that heel turn. She was seemingly floundering somewhat as a face, really mm. since moving to the main roster, because you had the whole stuff that she did with Alexa Bliss and like the this is your life sort of segment and the whole things with the kendo stick to where the character that she had on NXT worked in front of 500 fans at Full Sail that, that knew her as what she was as a character and like somewhat as a human being. But then when she like trans, like switched, transferred between NXT to Raw and SmackDown in front of 15,000, the whole hugger gimmick didn't really work as well as I think everyone expected it to. Yeah. So like her turning heel, definitely re- rejuvenated who she was and I think she was along probably alongside like with Sasha and a few others she was the star of that pandemic era yeah because, I was just about to say that that's exactly what I was going to say because like of, of everything that happened in the pandemic which was bad the one thing that I could say was good was her development as that heel you know she could cut promos without someone shouting what or some mm. idiot throwing a beach ball in the crowd she could actually cut a promo and make it work um so i think that that really helped her grow as a heel and grow more more within like appreciation as well because you saw that someone who was a face and loved could actually be a heel and be hated yeah it's quite interesting that nxt when she was in nxt i would say typically had sort of a higher average age of the viewer and Mm -hmm. they totally ate up the fact that she was a hugger and that was her gimmick but then when she goes to the main roster which has a lower age target Mm -hmm. that they for some reason kind of turned on it a little bit and we're we're getting a bit bored of it I find that quite Mm -hmm. strange Mm -hmm. Um, but I think ultimately you want someone that the kids can kind of relate to and the kids can Mm -hmm. go to and I think she she did get that but then the heel turn came at the right time. I think, yeah. like, I remember watching when she was in NXT and me and Rach watched it quite well, watched it all the time. And um, she was always, like, a huge fan of Alien. Was like, she's like the job scene out of NXT. Like, mm, yeah. that's just yes. a gimmick. And, like, that's yeah. just, and it just works so well. It's a gimmick that you like, because she was like, you think it wouldn't work because it's so, like, it's so... CBBs and it's so blue Peter and it's so like all these things that are for kids but there's no kids in the audience <laughs> except one yeah. who's now uh, like a mark for herself I think um, who like yeah she is a bit of a mark for herself you know what I mean no I mean um, she's got controversial parents oh yeah right she has yeah yeah yeah, mm. um, I mean don't so, yeah, I think... instead of Rado come on why would you why <laughs> No, anyway, um, <laughs> why would you do that? Um, so yeah, I think th- that idea of having, as you say, it's like such a, a tweeny bop kind of gimmick, and yeah. everyone just loving it says a lot about the hair character work and what she can do, um, without a doubt. So 
Yeah, I think she fully deserves number three. Yeah. So this is where it gets interesting. Oh, no. We have a joint number one. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Which is why we need a bit of a tiebreaker, I think, and we'll put this out on the on the socials and stuff to see what fundamentally is going to be our number one. Um, but I think if you've, if you've been figuring it out and you've been working along with us, you'll know that the, the, the two women that are missing and are our joint number one Moon or Mae Young. Yes. Moon or Young. Yes. Um, Miss yes. Elizabeth just picked it. Um, oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, dear. Uh, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. Now, Becky Lynch was number one on both Ty's list and Callum's list. That's a she was number nine on my list. <laughs> number nine? Yes. I'll come to that. Don't you worry. Sasha Banks was number five on Ty's list and number three on Callum's and number three on mine. Um, The reason why I put Becky as number nine fundamentally boils down to she's a great wrestler. There's no denying that. But the reason why she is where she is now is because of a gimmick. And I think the only reason why you two have put her as number one is because of a gimmick. And that if she didn't have the man gimmick and she was still doing the steampunk thing, she wouldn't be on number one. And well, I think the that... perfect blend. No, I think the perfect blend right now on the main roster of wrestling ability and gimmick is Sasha Banks. That's why Sasha's not further up for me. Okay, that makes sense. But isn't everything just a gimmick? Well, possibly. But so it's I like... think because <laughs> I I would say more so than anybody else, Becky as 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 transferred out of just being a woman's wrestler mm. and done done more interacted with more like she's cut promos and held their own against John Cena and Edge no other woman on the roster not even Sasha Banks has done that granted Sasha Banks has transcended wrestling to a point where mm-hmm. she's winning awards for things that has nothing to do with wrestling or essentially winning awards for wrestling that no other wrestler would ever get or would ever have anything to do with. So I understand that. But I think what I think Becky's man gimmick has totally like taken over anything that Sasha's ever done or any of the four horsemen have ever done because it's taken her out of that that sort of sideshow of this is men's wrestling, this is women's wrestling and we can have them both and they can both be main events and mm. they can both do what they want to do and that's fine but they never interact with each other really like Becky has been in intergender matches obviously because of Seth which I understand um, and then she's like interacted with legends like and Hall of Famers and yeah I think she just the man gimmick was the most over thing like before she got pregnant and left <laughs> that was the best thing like I, I, I don't think I honestly don't think there was a gimmick that 
um, a man had excuse the pun <laughs> that a male mm-hmm. wrestler had that was as big as the man gimmick and I think that gimmick was so big that the idea of having Ronda Rousey versus her versus Charlotte obviously because she can't do anything without Charlotte main event Wrestlemania wouldn't have happened with just Ronda Rousey and it wouldn't have happened with just the man gimmick but with the idea of Ronda Rousey being there and then being like, mm. yeah. And then you can put Charlotte in there because it's Charlotte and you've got to. And having the man gimmick, everything was like, this needs to be the main event. And I think that in itself says a lot, I would say. Shout out to Nia Jax for breaking a face. <laughs> but then is that not booking? Yeah, but these these booking and then these. All right, we'll put it this way, right? I'll, I'll put it in a way that I seem as I think is more fair. So these booking, which is, you, this is what we're doing, and in six months from now, this person's going to be the champ. Blah blah blah. Do, 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 do. All these things are going to fall into place. So these booking, and then these, we need to change things because the fans are so behind this. Mm. To do something. The man gimmick is as important as the yes movement. Quote me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Ty, Ty said almost everything that that I was going to say, which is unusual because it's usually the other way around. And I say something, and Ty says, "Oh, yeah, that's right, isn't it?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think back to to SummerSlam 2018 when it was Charlotte, Carmella, and Becky, and Becky. basically turned on Charlotte, hit Charlotte after the match. And she was the one that was being cheered, you know, probably because it was Charlotte. But but that kind of changed things up from that that point onwards because everyone then supported Becky from that movement. And Mm. and to think, I I think that Becky has always been a fan favourite even before the man gimmick, but she was never really given the the push or the opportunity to... Mm to go forwards in like her 2016 SmackDown run as champion. She lost the title quite quickly to, to Alexa Bliss and really from like 2017 into the summer of 2018, Becky was just there. You know, she, she'd sometimes have a title match or she'd have a tag match, but she was just there. Um, but then SummerSlam 2018 and then before that Money in the Bank 2018 came and like the fans began to support her more than they had done at all in like the last 18 months because they were thinking oh this one's really good but she's not getting the opportunity that she deserves let's try and support her like we supported brian four years ago and see if we can start a movement with her and that's exactly what they did like come october 2018 she was on par with like the top stars like roman seth and like dean even at that time she was on par with all of them and from that point onwards, she was being she was being treated as a big star. You know, bit, uh, like she was bigger than the women's division at that point because she she kind of had she was like just just completely different to anything that we'd seen in the women's division to where she could mix it up with anyone else outside of the women's division. And like as you as you were saying, Ty, I don't think the WrestleMania thirty five main event would have happened without Ronda, then at the same time, it wouldn't have happened without Becky. You know, Charlotte didn't need to be in that match. It kind of took away from the 
from the heat of Rousey and Lynch. Um, but yeah, it, it wouldn't have happened without without Lynch either. So yeah, and, and like I'll go on to talk a little bit about Sasha. I think she she's a better wrestler than Becky, but in terms of character work, Becky exceeds her. I love Sasha. I really do. Yeah, like Sasha is probably my my favorite wrestler right now. I would say if she was there more, because she seems to come back for one feud and go for six months. Um, yeah, Sasha has competed in my favorite women's match, and that was against Bailey at yes. Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and Sasha's done a lot of firsts as well, like mm. which is kind of overlooked because of Charlotte, I think. But um, yeah, ultimately, if I think of the women's division, I would think of Becky before I'd think of Sasha. But if I'm looking at matches, which are better matches, I would think of Sasha before I'd think of uh, Becky because I think she's a better wrestler. Um, But that doesn't always transcend into being better overall or being a bigger star or being whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, you can be the greatest wrestler that is um, and still be running after the 24-7 title. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter there. But, yeah, I think... Um, I think the man gimmick will transcend Becky and it'll be one of them things where it's like I think sort of where like the rock kind of took on a whole new thing of being bigger than Dwayne Johnson do you know what I mean Um, I think that's the that's kind of where you're looking at it at the minute so I think if not, if she's gone away, but I think Roman Reigns' is head of the table mm-hmm. has surpassed Becky's man. Yeah, and I think. Yeah, uh, from what I, I and I don't mean that if we were putting down on paper our ten favorite gimmicks, that is the way that I'd rank them. But what mm-hmm. I mean is, I think because Becky wasn't there for when Roman then brought in the head of the table. I think if they were both doing, I think if Becky was doing a man stuff that she was doing before she left, and Roman was doing head of the table, I think we we would be hearing more discussion of going. These are effectively the same two gimmicks. Yes. And is there a clash there? Is it okay that you have two people on the same roster doing the same gimmick? Yeah. Um. I think. If we took a vote between us now, I think I'd be outnumbered and Becky would win. Um, So I don't know. I don't know if that is the better thing to do. And I yield and just say, fine, Becky's number one. Or if we open it up to other people. I think we open it up to other people. We can open it up when this episode drops. Yeah. And see where we end up. We can do that. Um, but I'm just I'm just gonna double check. I mean, obviously, people listening right now will know when this episode drops, but right now we don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Monday the 13th of December is when this episode goes out. Okay. Okay. 
So that's when we can yeah. stick up a a midweek oh. poll. So in about six weeks' yeah. time, listeners, Bailey will be right around what you've heard it here. Second. Yeah. Yeah, Damien Priest yeah. winning the men's. We've said that's this, Callum. That's it. Yeah. Um, this will drop while we're recording our predictions for <laughs> that is what. Um yeah, I I think Becky is well deserved to be up there. And I think Sasha does as well. But I think it's one of them where it kind of shows the way we're all thinking to have a joint number one mm. says a lot. Like, do you know what I mean? It says it shows that like these these kind of deserve to be up there. And it's amazing because we've talked about our joint first and second and we haven't been able to have a conversation about either of those two without mentioning Charlotte. Mm. Even though, yeah. for some reason, she wasn't in your top 20 at all. Nope. Sure. She wasn't in Adam's top 50. No. Jesus. Yeah, she wasn't. Um, <laughs> I mean, just again, just back because I can see the list in front of me, like... Ty, you've put Nikki Bauer at number seven, which is higher than what you'd put Lita, Beth, Ronda Rousey, Mickey James, and Trish. Nikki Bauer's the greatest Divas champion that ever was. I, I genuinely thought for a second there was a little bit of contemplation in your face going, why did I do that? Why did I make that decision? <laughs> to to nope. be fair, I was half expecting Ty to say, number one, Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> I mean, if I could get away with it, I probably would. Have. I'll be honest with you. Um, Bellina Gun. Yeah. <laughs> Santina Morella. Um, <laughs> Nikki Bella is amazing. I will die on this hill. I said this. Yeah. 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 All day long. Nikki Bella is I'm still there on the top of it, shouting <laughs> like from it. the top of it. Oh man, so good. I'll do it. So good. She was class. <laughs> Go back and watch her run for a year and tell me I'm wrong. You know what I mean? She was boss. Proper good. Quote me. Uh, right. Yeah, so uh, what I'll do is I'll go back through the whole 20. Okay. okay. All right. So joint 20, Michelle McCool and Natalia. Oy. 18, <laughs> Io Shirai. 17, Nikki Bella. 16, Victoria. 15, Shayna Baszler. 14, Rhea Ripley. 13, Asuka. Joint 11th, Paige and Ronda Rousey. 10, Charlotte Fleur. 9, Mickey James. 8, China. 7, Beth Phoenix. 5, AJ Lee. Other 5, Lita. Tristra as 4th, Bailey 3rd, and joint 1st, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. Can't argue with that list. list, though. That's a good yeah. list. Know what I mean? That's fair. And it's yeah. kind of like it's a lot of eras and it's a lot of different things. Like it is, it's undeniably a fair list, yes. fairer than WWE's, I'd say. Yeah, I think I think it shows more than anything else how much women's wrestling has evolved in the last six years. I mean, if if we were to do a, like a top twenty men's list, we wouldn't have the top three to be wrestlers from the last five years, for example. Mm. Yeah, in WWE, that yeah. so shows yeah. how how much women's wrestling has thankfully evolved in this time. And then even if you look past that, if you look at what I would call four and five of Trish and Lita, if this list was done ten years ago, Trish and Lita would be one and two. 
Yeah. Yeah. You got lots of those. Yeah. I like it. I'm I'm impressed. Um, I think we're done. Should we throw it round? We're done now. Yeah. Yeah. Should we throw it round? And um, if anyone's got this far, and um, they agree with Mickey Bella, (laughs) (laughs) I joke, of course. Um, But yeah, if anybody um, wants to give us their um, their opinions on our list or their list, by all means, throw us some um, throw us some love. Um, but yeah, I'm going to throw it round the table uh, for the last time before we go. And um, yeah, so Adam, where can we catch you? I'm on Twitter at Adam Farrand. Um, Plodding along as always. Yeah, come and join me. Nice, uh, Callum. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Callum Owen ninety eight. Um, just thinking about all, all these lists, we could easily have done like a list of Jericho impersonation. Yeah, instead of list of Jericho, it'd be like the list of Tybo. I think that that rhymes better than Farron. You don't like the list of Tybo if you're uh, if you're hashtag the list of Tybo. Uh, that's all the wrestling I usually need to catch up on in a week. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I assume because neither me, me or Adam recognise the brilliance of Michelle McCool or or Nikki Bella, you can say that we just made the list. I mean, yeah, you did just make the list. I, um, yeah, and you two are gonna get. This is where I stop, and then the next episode, I'm going to start with it. It's <laughs> 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 like, you're just going to get it. Like um, yeah, I am, of course, the Tybo Legend on uh, Twitter, but as always, follow SLTD Wrestling wherever you follow or like or subscribe or whatever it is. Um just throw us in the search bar and you will undoubtedly find us. Um, thank you so much for listening, as always. Um, we're, we're kind of coming up to our, our year anniversary, I think. It's going to be. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know what we're going to do for it, but it's going to be a nice It's a nice thing to have, to have this going for a year. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm really happy that the dozens and dozens of SLTD Roundtables fans have stuck with us. Um, but yeah, there you go. Uh, as always, stay safe, stay entertained, and watch the wrestling that you want to watch. Don't watch the wrestling that the internet tells you you should watch. Um, and we will catch you next time. Mm. Bye.